We're back. It's us. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. Been a while. We are back. Uh, we both got COVID. Um, so <clears throat> we... 80th time. Yeah. So now we are both back and we are here and uh, we're not going anywhere, boys. And the 23% girls in the audience. Wow. It's already mostly boys. 23? Yeah. Already at 23. We got the the ratio immediately. It's 23 to 77. It's, it's insane. It's beautiful. Cool. Um, but to all the men out there, wiggle your dicks because we are we are talking about do, a do, 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 do. freaking good one today. Yeah. What if we sing? That's a good idea. <laughs> we have arms now. And we have microphones. Might sound better because the quality might be a little bit better. And we have arms that hold our microphones we... for us. Can we start talking about the arms that we got? Yeah, we have. And how oh, happy yeah, yeah, we yeah. Are? We have arms. We we're, have arms. We're getting really close to filming it. Everybody that's been listening, so eventually there will be a film version of it, but not for a minute because we got to get this down. Yeah, a few people were like, "Why don't you guys do the video?" I'm like, "We will. It's just it's gonna be a minute." We Let's figure out the audio before we do yeah, the video. Seriously. You know what I mean, guys? Yeah, yeah, All right. Yeah. If but you want to do the audio, the video so bad. Why don't you guys make a podcast? How about that? <laughs> do you know how to pig squeal? Oh, I've been practicing. I have a couple. I was gonna say <laughs> I have more than a few of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I have, because see, like the pig, the pig man himself, like that's the the normal, like right. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. normal. But then yeah. it's more of like a wee wee, <laughs> you know. So you gotta got you gotta get like a little bit of both. You gotta wee 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 wee. It's like a little bit of no, both. The first one you did it was wee wee. Is that good? Is that good? I will say, uh, the thing that I've been oh. listening to while writing this, yeah. I've been listening to the the album Demon by, uh, or Damon, I don't know how, if that's how you pronounce it, but it's by the... Is bo- it with an A or with an E? Both. D-A-E. It's D-A-E-M-O-N, which I'm pretty sure is just Demon. I'm pretty but, sure it's Demon. But yeah, I've been listening to that. It's black metal. It's a lot of, and I'm going to the scorch, <laughs> and then just fucking guitar over it, and it's really dark. It's great. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I've been doing. Uh, but today, if you if you didn't read the title of the episode, which would be weird if you did that, uh, today's episode we're talking about the Angola Pigman. Do it. Thank you. Thank you. That's so much. You do better than I do, though. I'm gonna just to set the stage, right? Let's get some. Uh, let's get some fire. Some fire sounds. Yeah, that sounds good. No, I'm gonna add the fire. Sounds. Oh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. no, no. I thought fine. you were asking. That's well, they came in before and then they shut off when you started yours because they didn't want to be rude. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's okay. Come back. Okay. No, guys, come back in. Come on, take a seat. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's fine. Yeah, you start. That's okay. All right, cool. The fire started now. <laughs> what else is in a campfire? I guess crickets. Oh, okay. Right. The sound sure. of br- yeah, yeah, a yeah. breeze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, this sounds really good. Yeah. Again, we're adding the sounds. Oh, in. Yeah, but I, <laughs> let me do something. <laughs> Come on, I want to feel. I feel useless right now, bro. <laughs> Let me get some. Can I get a feature? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can I get a do, feature? Do you want to be be an animal in the background? 
There you go. That was pretty good. Wow, that was pretty good. Right? <laughs> I didn't know there were monkeys in this bar. It's an owl. Obviously, that's an owl. All right, so Don't I know this is me. an audio medium, right? But since we got all the sounds going, let's yeah. just act like yeah. let's just act like I have a flashlight pointed up in my face. Okay, right? let's just act like it. Why right? you, yeah, you have a phone. Do it with your phone. The people can't see it. This is a podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, but commit, dude. Don't lie to these people. Honestly, the fuck. You're right, man. I'm so Seriously. sorry. Okay, hold on. Let me change the lights. What what color lights do you think we should do for this episode? Um, for pigment, do pink. Okay. <laughs> Man, I feel like I'm inside of a pig. Pig is nice. Pig is nice. Let me get flashlight on. This is my flashlight sound. I know it's, it's shining onto my face, which is, it, it actually yo, is. This is great. It actually is shining on my face. I see the shadow of everything on my ceiling. Here this we is go. great. All right. Campfire. In the outskirts of the small town of Evans, New York, lived a hog farmer that was field brown. <laughs> he was so field. Field. He was field <laughs> by his neighbors. <laughs> In the outskirts of the small town of Evans, New York, lived a hog farmer that was feared by his neighbors. He was known all over town for putting his recently slaughtered hogs' heads on spikes and lining his property with them, warning everyone to keep away. But one day, a group of fearless teenagers decided to sneak on the farm anyway. Farm? What is going on farm. today? Farm? Only to be confronted by the Pac-Man himself. <laughs> Though I can't tell you exactly what happened on that farm, I can tell you that the boys' heads were found on spikes among his hogs, <laughs> and the farmer was never seen again. So if you ever find yourself on the same road as these boys, consider turning back, or your head may end up on a spike as the warning from the Angola Pigman. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing that for like two weeks alone in my bed, in my just, in the just, basement here. Just the wheeze itself. No, the whole thing. I'm fucking yeah. dead. I think that was that was that was, that like, was, that was like a campfire story, that right? Was good. Yeah, that was yeah, good. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, we're talking about the Angola pig man. Now, is he a man that looks like a pig, or he just has pigs? Like, very good question. Yeah, very good question. Yeah, well, yeah. the Angola pig man is an urban legend from the small town of Angola, New York. Starring the pigman, a deranged farmer who would murder anyone who stared to step on his property. But like most urban legends, the pigman is not unique to New York, and we may get into some other pigman stories at the end if we have time. Uh-oh. But the Angola pigman may very well be the first one. And uh, like most urban legends, uh, the pigman is regional, so it does depend on what region you're in, depending on what it looks like and what it is specifically. So right. to your answer, uh, to your question, I mean... There are pigmen that are half man, half pig. Okay. There are pigmen that just wear the head of a pig. There are pigmen that were pig farmers. It just depends on where you're at. Pig, yeah. Pig, pigmen. If he looked like a pig. Could be a pigman. That would be worse. If he looked like a pig, I feel like it's a little worse. worse. The half yeah. man, half pig is scarier because now no, it's like a beast. Yeah, so now it doesn't that. think like a human. Uh, and all of that leads to our sources. Uh, while doing research for this episode, I came across a 30-page document going into the supposed history of the Angolan pigmen. I say supposed because, one, the author of the document is unknown, and there is not a single source listed. Uh, but, that being said, it's an urban legend, so mysteries have to fun. Right. That's why right? we do it. And lastly, before we begin, I want to shout out, Mis- um, I'm sorry, not Mr., Mount Calviot on YouTube. His pigman video was huge for me while writing. Uh, so if you like that, go check out his channel. Uh, it's Mount Caveat. Uh, he has a bunch of other videos that are really good. He hasn't posted in a while. If you hear this, I hope you do continue posting. 
Uh, but I actually reached out to him and I did speak to him on Instagram. So wow. that's interesting. Wow. Nice guy. Thank you very much. I appreciate you answering me. <clears throat> so, uh, so yeah, so that's going to be mostly it. The, the document that we found is the reason that this episode isn't about Pigman all over the country. <laughs> it was originally supposed to be about just the Pigman legend, and then it turned into the Angola Pigman once I found this. Sorry. So now this episode's going to be a little unique. I don't know if you read ahead. I, I, this is as far as I got. Oh, okay. Well... You can see that this one's titled Genesis. And what does that say in quotes, in uh, in parentheses, right underneath? <laughs> what does that say? You want, ready? Yeah, what does that say? Three, two, one. Very, Very early historical, historical sidebar. sidebar. Yeah, there it is. Very early historical sidebar. So this episode starts with a historical sidebar. Yeah. Which I thought was really interesting because I... I I feel like that doesn't make it a sidebar, <laughs> you know? Right, right. It's just an intro. Yeah. But, you know, it is what it is. Right, got it, got it, got it. So it's... the legend begins in the town of Evans, known today as Angola, on December 18th, 1867. Do you know what happens on that day? No. Let me tell you. Wait, it's something tra- else happened on this day, too? This is the beginning of the legend. You made it sound like there was another event that happened that I should have known. And I, I was did like, make wait. It, I did make I it like, sound wait, like wait, what happened? So on December 18th, 1867, a train going from Cleveland, Ohio to Buffalo, New York, was running late on their trip due to the weather. It was snowing heavily and was about to pass through Evans when disaster struck. While heading down the, the track, the train hit what's called a frog, which is Fuck. the point in the track where the two tracks split. Right. Um, so it's basically like if you've ever seen where yeah, a track yeah, splits it, off, it's that like, ding, ding, it's yeah, like that like and then it like switch. shifts left to right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Uh, it hit that, and due to some damage to the actual rail itself, um, the damage at the time wasn't really known. It was just uh, assumed to be just an old rail. Right. Uh, there was friction, and it caused it to more or less, um, you know, jump off of the track. Uh, this caused the last two cars to derail as the car, as the train passed over the big sister bridge in Angola. Oh the train finally God. managed to come to a stop on the bridge above, but it was too late. The other cars had already rolled down into the water below. And okay. now we're starting it really, really heavy because this is where it goes next. You ready? Oh, uh, no. <clears throat> and now this is where things go from bad to worse. The ovens that were in the first train car naturally came unhinged due to the falling. And this caused red-hot coals to fly around the cabin full of passengers. They eventually came into contact with the broken kerosene that was all over the place, and the cars immediately became a hellish inferno, brutally roasting the mostly living passengers alive. According to eyewitnesses, the screaming lasted for five minutes, and then everything just went silent. It's believed that 49 people passed that day, but we actually don't know exactly how many people passed. Wait, 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 wait. The fucking... The last two cars that fell in the water were on fire? Yeah, so let me let me give you a little visual, visualization, yeah, 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 right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the train was going over a bridge. Okay. And it hit the frog. The frog, yes, that right? I got, yep. And it, it basically the last two cars fell off, and they, the first one just fell straight down okay. and tumbled down. It fell into water, but the water was very shallow, so it got wasn't it. like in water. Got it. They're and then they, were, ditch. they had the kerosene lamps at the time. Oh no! So there was just kerosene everywhere, so everything just went up in fire because it because t- it turned over exactly. Jesus, yeah, Christ. really brutal. Um, my God, yeah, and that's why they don't do that anymore. Holy shit! Well, this actually led to a lot of uh, like revolutions in, in technology, train technology. Yeah, because yeah, this was huge at the time. Yeah, the story became a success, a sensation across the country, and people wanted answers. 
And to their credit, answers were given. And these answers actually satisfied the public. They they explained the whole frog thing. They explained what happened. And the public wasn't happy it happened, but they understood. Right. And the right changes were made to right. make this so that it wouldn't happen again. And uh, Angola was actually praised for how well they handled the situation, which is refreshing. Right. Um, and eventually everything went back to normal, but not for everyone. Mm-mm. So what if I told you that the reason for the Angola horror wasn't actually caused by the reasons we think? Well, according to the legend, this is the exact case. The real reason for the accident was due to one family, the Derricks. The Derricks consisted of the father, Eliza, and his two sons, Henry and Loring. What what kind of a name is Loring? It's a real boring one. (laughs) Stupid. (laughs) Slap him up the eye. How long how long did you have Ooh, in, two weeks. in the chamber? Two weeks. I can't. So they lived over by the railway, right by the Big Sister Bridge, where the train had fallen, mm-hmm. uh, on what was called Holland Road. And this is very important. That is the most important road in this entire series. Holland Road. Got Holland it. Road. That is where their house is located. And the boys would often walk the track looking for loose pieces of coal that fell off of passing trains to try to make a little extra money because they were pretty poor. Right. Uh, they were very poor. And... They would take the coal that fell off and they would go sell it and they would make a little bit extra money. Right. Well, the legend states... 1867. Uh, 1867, yeah. This is post-Civil War. This is post-Civil War, very, very soon after, but post-Civil Ups- War. Upstate yeah. New York. This is upstate New York, yeah. This is okay. So, you know, interesting place to live, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, the legend states that while walking the tracks one day, the boys see that some of the ties on the track are unloose. Uh, these are the wooden pieces that run perpendicular to the rails. It's like the when you see a stereotypical railway, the wooden pieces that run underneath. Got it, got it. They decide to take a couple of them home because they had to repair a couple things. And as we said, they were poor, so they were just trying to find whatever they could. Right. Uh, but this is said to be the real reason for the tragedy. So apparently when uh, they take these out, it was so cold out that the the rails were able to warp a little bit. Because there was no wood underneath to more or less keep them in place. And that warping caused oh, the, no. the cars to derail. Uh, um, yeah, okay. And so, they were, because they were so poor, they were just like, damn, I need wood. Exactly. They just took it. Exactly. Not thinking anything of it. Exactly. God damn. And apparently the authorities were aware of this, which is very interesting. But they decided, as well as the family, to cover it up. Because they thought that if they didn't, there would be a witch hunt in town, and they would possibly go harm, if not kill, the Derricks. Right. Um, to not cause a riot. Exactly. That's better. So makes sense. anyone that knew what happened shifted blame in an attempt to save the family and town, for that matter, from future tragedy. They had already been through enough. They, you know, everything that happened with the train and everything, you know, it killed 50 people in a relatively small town. Um, you know, not really a lot of people were from the town. Uh, there were people from the town in that last car, but There's it's still just messed towns. up. Yeah. You know, it's still and, just a really messed up tragedy. Yeah, and Rockefeller and, was supposed to be on that train. Oh, he missed shit. it by like two minutes. God damn. Yeah. But they already have to live with the guilt of killing 50 people. Like, they don't need the, scr- the scrutiny of a mob at the same time. Exactly. Yeah. And what's really interesting, too, is it said that the uh, the Derek family always had a, a – uh, at least at this time, they had a like a framed cutout of the newspaper. Yeah, like basically of the Angola R. Jesus Christ, which is really dark. That's fucked up. It's really dark. So yeah, so this is the first horror, and uh, this town. Let me just tell you, man. This town is like it fell out of the. F- f- I I guess falling out of hell isn't really a thing. You fall into hell, but right. Let's just say if gravity was backwards. 
This town fell out of hell. This town has so many problems. Right. So for many years after the tragic Angola horror rocked the town, the Derricks went on to become contributing citizens, though they weren't really loved by townsfolk because there was a lot of suspicion about what happened. Even though no one could really prove it, everyone talked. You know, it was a small town. Right. Henry and Loring both found work at the Emblem Bicycle Company and both married. Uh, Loring married someone named Betsy Crabtree, who was described, and I quote, as very young and mentally challenged, which is sad. I wrote that. Nothing is said about Henry's wife, which, you know, she's not really too important. Okay. So now we have gone from, uh, I just want to keep up, right? We have Eliza Derrick, who is the father. Okay. Then we have Henry, Henry and Loring. And Loring. Loring then marries Betsy. Loring marries Betsy. And that's where we're at at the moment. The son. The boy. The boy. So it's just Wait, two. Wait, what boy? It was just the two boys that took the wood. It was just the two boys that, Henry, the wood that we know of. Henry yeah. Loring. Henry and Loring. Yeah. But tragedy couldn't escape the Derricks. After a devastating fire hit the town in 1904, suspicion started to fall on Henry. So there was a fire that started in the town and it wiped out like seven buildings. Jesus. It wiped out like three barns, uh, a pharmacy, a supermarket, like really devastated the town. And because of the history the Derricks had and just kind of being the outcast, everybody just blamed Henry. Right. Uh, because he had seen, he was seen sort of near there. Ugh. But it was just one of those, like, oh, Henry did it. Fucking Henry. Yeah, and he was harassed for weeks. And after weeks of harassment, yeah. Henry decided that he'd had enough and skipped town. Some say going to Texas and some say going to Alaska. Uh, but that is the end of Henry Derrick for this story. Good. Good. So riddance. Loring is more or less going to be the star as of now. Fuck, <laughs> and fuck he Henry. has a name for it. You yeah. know, nothing says Hollywood like Loring. Loring. You know? So Loring tries to keep up his image in town. I don't know why, but when I hear Loring is trying to keep up his image in town, I think of like a big green monster with like purple feathers. Like, oh, I'm one of you, you know. Um, Please don't be mad. Yeah. (laughs) Please don't hurt me. How did the rumors start? Do we know that? What rumors? Because you said they were already like suspected about the the Loring Loring and Henry. They suspected the barracks. Because of the train. So the train incident had happened years before. It happened like 20 years before. Right. But the town still kind of, you know, like, did you ever, growing up, did you ever have like an area in your neighborhood or like a family that your parents would be like, don't talk to them. They're they're gross. Mm, Sure. That was kind of the Derricks in their community. You were like, uh, they covered it up, right? Mm -hmm. But then a lot of people were kind of suspicious of them and kind of always like, blaming them or using them as a scapegoat for other shit so like how did the rumor start someone must have said something so do we know like how that the document is not clear on how that happened got it um i did try to look but funny enough out of everything in this story this fire is the only one that i can't find proof of it happening and i'm gonna get into this in the end this is a seven building fire this is the the building fire exactly yeah loring tried to keep up his image in town and slowly started to become accepted by the town folks again okay that's kind of fun that's pretty good. Right? He liked to volunteer for community events. All right. And with the 4th of let's July go, coming up, Loring set, decided, hey, let's put on a free fireworks show, and I'll run it. Oh, he got God. everything all set up and ready for the big show. But then he goes to light the first rocket, and falling sparks light the entire display, and a rocket pierces a child's arm that was standing there, causing the family to sue the village for $11,500, <laughs> which is about $383,000 today. <laughs> So that's pretty tragic. So he goes, let me try and fix my image, and then destroys $383,000 worth of property. At the time, yeah. 
he uh, and to be fair, it wasn't he didn't destroy any property. It seems like it seems like that money was just to uh, fix the boy because apparently the boy was pretty fucked. Oh my god! The boy that the rocket hit, uh, his arm was pretty fucked apparently. So it cost it's... about three hundred eighty-three thousand dollars in today's money to fix that. So that what's sucks. The, what's the what is it? Newton's law? Newton's law? What's the law? Uh, if it will happen, it, it will happen. What? what if whatever can go wrong will go we'll wrong? Go wrong? Yeah, that's that? um. Someone's law. Murphy's uh, law. Mur- Murphy. Murphy's fucking law. Murphy, man. So the so embarrassment bad. and shame from the fireworks debacle was too much for Loring, and he became somewhat of a recluse. And this is going to be a, 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 a fucking a thing with this family. Okay. They become somewhat of a recluse, rarely being seen by townsfolk. But life went on and on. And on April 17th, 1913, Loring and Betsy went on to have their first child, William. But like everything else in Loring's life... William was dealt a bad hand. Oh, no. The baby was born with a split down his nose and a rather large cleft lip, giving him a pig-like appearance. Oh, fuck. This Loring and Betsy man. loved him, but knew that the oh. town would harass and ridicule him, so they kept the baby away and sheltered him completely, barely letting him leave the house on Holland Road. Oh. And, but the lady... Ready for this? This is so fucked up, but it's kind of hilarious. <laughs> The lady that helped deliver William, Miss McMahon, turned on the family after seeing his appearance and for the next several years tried to have William committed for life because of the way he looked. <laughs> like, she, like she was like, oh my god, this is some sort of Literally, it was like she was helping the family and then the baby was born and she was like, no! That is of the devil! Yeah, like yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she, um... <laughs> that is of the devil. Yeah, and, and no. she just refused to help them. She's not English. She was from uh, yeah, 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 New York. She was from New York. She was like that ass. She was like, Grr! and that's Mick McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> this is McMahon. Um, and the unbelievable tragedy was not over. Years later, in 1918, two trolley cars in town jumped the, ra- the track and rammed into several buildings. One of these buildings collapsed, causing Miss McMahon to roll out into the wreckage. And I just want to explain how this is explained in the document, right? Okay, got it. So imagine if you had a bed. Yeah. Okay? Yes. And Miss McMahon was sleeping on one of the corners of the bed. Okay. You know, almost as if if she was to continue rolling, she would roll from, like, the top left corner to the bottom right corner, right? Okay, yeah. And then, basically, the way that they explained it is that the bottom right corner of the building was destroyed. Right. And the whole building just kind of fell, and she rolled down. <laughs> And out was onto she... the wreckage, like, oh, oh, oh my god, oh, oh, it's unfurling, oh, like the entire time. Wait, was she on the second or third floor? She was on the second floor. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Got it. And she just rolled out onto the street, like, oh, good heavens. Good heavens, this is rather bizarre to happen on a Tuesday. And she's just, Tuesday, and she it? just rolled out into is the street, t- and she was fine. I'm but she wait, immediately she was fine. She was fine. she was fine. Yeah, everyone involved was basically fine. Thank okay. God. Okay, that's um, so funny. But within hours, her and eyewitnesses <laughs> claimed that they had seen Loring on the track, and they immediately just blamed the Derricks. Oh no! And once again, the Derricks had become absolute outcasts in town because this was seen as basically like a do-over, like a smaller, less tragic version of the Angola horror. So everybody in town was just like, you know what? Fuck this family once and for all. They deserve nothing. Why yeah. Why are we even socializing with them? Fuck them. They're just yeah. troubled. They're cursed. Whatever. They're cursed. Yeah, that's what it is. And now you could kind of see the legend taking shape. You could yeah. kind of see like where the childhood really could well really... Done. This like, is really well written, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. This one's amazing. 
uh, you could see where like the seeds are planted for this type of urban legend to come from yeah. because it's just a boy in poverty. He's messed up, deformed. His family has basically a curse on him. He's born the outcast, yeah. and because of his looks, he is more of an outcast than anyone else in his family. Right. It's kind of nuts. And like now we're like, oh wow, like that sucks, and we try to treat people like equal. But the nine in eighteen sixty seven or nineteen oh four, they were like. Oh, <laughs> and you know what? I, it's they actually really like, funny that you say they that. We're still I, like that. I wanted to bring this up. I'm yeah. actually really happy that you brought that yeah, up. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I wanted to bring this up because I feel like even nowadays, right? Yeah. At least even, at least nowadays, it's like we try. Even now, we try. Yeah. But we still will look at someone. Yeah. Like we'll still stare at something because yeah. it's still like you still want to know, even if you're not yeah. scared of them or if you're not. Like trying to be disrespectful, you just you're curious and interested. Yeah, no. Imagine just, when uh, you don't know what that is. Exactly. Exactly. You know? It's just your brain going, "Oh, that's a weird pattern." That's all exactly. It is. Yeah, you yeah, almost yeah. can't like blame them, right, for right, feeling right. the way they felt it, right? Because they didn't know what. Yeah. Exactly. They, 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 they were thought ignorant. it was a fucking witch. They were like, "Oh my god." So this all being said, yeah, it is time to now move on to William Derricks, the true star of this story, aka the Pigman. If you haven't put it together, William Derricks is the Pigman. This uh, is this is depressing. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, it just you, gets when, worse. You were you weren't kidding. It just this gets worse. Is depressing. Just wait. It gets <laughs> I'm way worse. so upset. Like so, I already feel for the pig man. The I'm pig already... man is honestly William Derricks. If this is all real, this poor man's life yeah. is just fucking awful. Yeah. This is just such a sad story. I don't really know why it's why like I don't know. <laughs> It's really sad. I just, I don't know. You don't know why you, you love these stories? It, yeah. That's what you're going to yeah, say. Yeah, that's exactly what yeah. I was going to say. I don't understand why I'm attracted to these, but I fucking, uh, this story, man, it's all I could think about. For, I've been hearing pig noises in my dreams. Like, nuts. Um, so no, this is great. But I'm, I'm, I'm depressed as in like the tone of this is so depressing. But, but we're sitting fucking, in a pink room. So, but this yeah. is great. I love it. Uh, so not much seems to be known about his childhood past this event. Other than one other thing, which is very interesting. He was possibly saved by uh, from be- being hit by a train when he was a little boy. And oh, the person shit. that saved him was a one-armed person named Theodore Miller. Averted in 1919 with the quick action of Theodore Miller, gate man for the New York Central Rail Crossing. Mr. Miller, who had one arm, dashed in front of a fast-moving train and dragged a six-year-old boy to safety as the train rushed by. He was awarded the Carnegie Hero Medal and $1,000 for his deed. Mr. Miller had attained fame prior to this by being a one-armed boxer and for a time uh, touring the country exhibiting his skill. In none of the newspapers was the boy identified, but most likely it was William Derricks. That's basically what the whole thing is. And he wasn't identified because the family was an outcast, so they didn't identify them. Jesus. Um, so, that's William. That's uh, Theodore, Theodore Miller. Miller. He sounds like a fucking superhero. Theodore Miller is kind of a superhero. He, he sounds he awesome. Stayed friends with Derek his whole, uh, William his whole life. Oh shit! And he was uh, friends with the Pigman. He was friends with the Pigman, and the Pigman supposedly in his early life, what it seems, he was pretty much okay. He just kind of like you'll see later. He yeah. definitely goes down. In so, right. mental capacity, he but I think bad. it's just more because of how many people were just completely told him he was a piece of shit and a right. monster, so he just kind of became a piece of shit and a monster. Right, of course. But it was just confirmation bias, you know? Right. I'll, uh, he Basically, he's like, I'll just become the, the villain you all see me as. Exactly. Right. He's the Joker. Yes. This is this is this like is the, the piggy original Joker. Joker. This is the piggy Joker. You know? <laughs> how did I get these scars? <laughs> you know? <laughs> 
<laughs> you want to know how I got so fat? <laughs> wee, wee, wee. <laughs> it's all this pork roll. <laughs> Uh, like I said, Theodore was William's oh. only friend for years to come. And as William got older, it became a parent of sorts. Uh, I'm sorry, what? What did I write? Oh, <laughs> as William got older, he became an apprentice of sorts for a local butcher. And this is very important. Okay. This could be where the pig farmer part of the legend comes from because he was not a pig farmer. Okay. So he would uh, go on to become an apprentice for a butcher. And really, he was actually very bad at butchering. And he was only really there to be like the cleanup crew after the day was over. He would clean up throughout the day and then kind of clean up and make sure everything was sanitary by the end of the night. Or at least, you know, 1900 sanitary. Right, right, right. <laughs> so this is where the, the legend of him being a pig farmer and him having his own farm and all that. That really isn't true. That's He didn't have any of that. The pig, the pig man in itself, as we could see now is the story that it is because of his deformities. It really right. doesn't have to do with what he did as a profession or anything like that. It was just literally just kind of fell into that. Right. And you know and his the, the line down his nose made his nose look like a pig's nose. It did. It made it yeah. and there are right. pictures of him in the in the right. PDF. And right. Right. listen, I don't know if this is true or not. I right. don't know if this document is real. But if you go on and you search it's angolapigman.weebly.com, you could find the actual document I'm talking about. And when you load it up, he did take the pictures down because of due to the family requests, apparently. Right, right. But you can still see the pictures as long as you don't download it. Oh. They do pop up as long as you don't click it. As soon as you click it, the, the picture disappears. But you can see a picture of what he supposedly looked like. Right, right, right. Um, and it's pretty gruesome. It's it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, it's really sad because at that time, I could imagine it was really difficult to live that type of with that type of deformity. Because I mean, literally, they just called him a pig man. They just they were just like, "Now you pig man." The Monty Python, the Holy Grail scene, and he's like, everyone in that town just being like, he's a fucking demon. Yeah, it, it basically, that's exactly what I, <laughs> like, yes, it's basically exactly that. Everybody it. was just more or less like, he would live like no right on the outskirts. He yeah. lived off the train tracks. It's like the most stereotypical, oh. like, that's the evil guy down the block yeah. thing I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. wild. And sometime in the late mid-1930s, his old friend Theo Miller introduced him to a promoter for various oddity shows. After right. years of traveling with shows like Ripley and P.T. Barnum, which are huge. P.T. Uh, Barnum, Barnum and Brothers, the circus? The circus, and also Ripley from Ripley's Believe It or Not. Are you he fucking, traveled with them, yeah. Are you fucking serious? Uh, he decided <laughs> that the travel and the living conditions just weren't worth it, and he moved back to Holland Road. And this is after years and years of being on the road. He then gets a job as a night watchman for a garbage dump slash garbage transfer that opened up right across the street from his house. Got it. So right across the street from oh, his house was a dump. across the street from a dump? Of he course. does now. <laughs> and this is where, according to the document, the legend really starts to take shape. Oh, this no. is where we could kind of see the, the, the like... The Carfax, you right, know? Right. They're sneaking in. Give me the Carfax, the mm -hmm. little fox, but yeah, he's a pig. Yeah, yeah. He's like, give me the Carfax. <laughs> you know? <laughs> William went on to marry his first cousin, Mildred Crabtree, and for years they lived secluded on Holland Road. By the 1950s, the town population had started to grow quickly, but William and Mildred started to become more and more reclusive from the town that was growing. So as the town grew, they became more more outcasted and more less known to people and more mysterious. And kind of like the background of them kind of faded. And instead of them being outcast because of the things they did, they were outcast because they outcasted themselves at that point. Right. So it had kind of turned. Like the people in town, from what it seems like, didn't really even know what had happened in the past. Because there was never a reminder for the Angola horror. Only recently did they put a plaque up. 
because they never really wanted to acknowledge it. They never wanted it to be a thing. You right. know, they were embarrassed that they. They were extremely people. embarrassed yeah. about it. Yeah. And during this time, they both decided to start collecting bizarre objects that they had found throughout the years of traveling, you know, from being on the road and being in oddity shows and all that. And they quickly grew out of control. And before long, they were straight up hoarding. <laughs> Their house was filled with stuff. And William started using his property as storage. So instead of putting the stuff in the house, he would put stuff outside. It was around this time that he would start to get animal heads from the butcher that he was once an apprentice at. And put them on stakes around his property uh, because he thought that that would keep people from stealing his stuff. Right. Um, it's very clear that William had some issues. Very clear. <laughs> I mean, he's mounting pig heads. So they weren't just pig heads. Okay. They were pig. They were sheep. They were cow. They were goats. Oh, okay. You know, no, he was he no wasn't discrimination. He wasn't here. discriminatory. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he did put heads on stakes around his bar, his uh, his property. Yes, and they true. rotted away. They did. And I can imagine that for the people that live there. That's probably That was one of those things that, as a kid living in that town, that was probably really cool to be like, yo, the pig man's up there. Like, (laughs) don't go up there. That's so scary, you know? I had a friend in, like, second grade, and to get to his house, to walk to his house, I had to walk past, like, a haunted, abandoned house, and I would always... Like, literally walk, it was like the other side of the house was like a fence because right next to it was like the woods. Mm-hmm. So it was like the, you know, cars don't like drive off into it. It's like a barrier. It's like a fence. And I would literally just hug that fence and just like, that's hilarious. Slowly, like, you know how Zelda <laughs> like slowly walks past like yeah. ledges? I was literally like terrified at like second grade. I was just like, uh, <laughs> and then you would get to the end. I would get to the end and I just fucking run. I would just run and not look back. <laughs> I was so terrified. (laughs) Was this here or in Japan? This is in Staten Island. This is in Staten Island. That's funny. Japan is a. When I was a kid, Japan is a magical place. Has not. There's not a single bad memory. Really? Yeah. That's so. I don't have a single bad memory of Japan as a kid. That's so cool. Yeah, it's it's, it sucked because then I came here and I was like, this place sucks. Oh (laughs) well, now you meet me and here you are on my couch. Exactly. Talking about thank God I met you guys. (laughs) So all the pighead stuff and and the collecting and all that that wasn't the only strange thing he'd do. (laughs) Which surprise, surprise. He was also known to put a hood on, and he would cover his face, and then he would go digging in the dump that he worked at. People sometimes refer to him as Pigman starting then because of the dirty habits and the way he spoke. So people used to call him Pigman for the way he looked, but he, he got really used to covering his face. So now people would call him Pigman because he spoke like he had like the way they described it is almost like marbles in his mouth. Like right. he wasn't speaking, obviously, because of his deformities. Right, right, right. The town looked at him as a monster and treated him this way his whole life, which shaped him into a very strange man that didn't understand how to communicate properly. So right. he would sit in there and he would go through garbage and shit because that's the role that people gave him, you know? Right. And he's just a very unfortunate fucking person. And this I hope he is in that forest still fucking haunting all you pieces of shit. <laughs> I'm on Pigman's side. Clearly Probably the man. biggest tragedy of it all. Yeah. And I don't even mean to sound like this, but uh, also, if you didn't put it together, he married his first cousin, Mildred Crabtree. Yeah, that is his that, that is his father's wife. Right. Betsy Crabtree. Right. That's her f- daughter. Her, I'm sorry, her cousin. Right. And in 1962, Mildred had their first child. They were like outcasts, so they didn't have anyone else to hang out with. That's Oh, yeah. That's actually a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably what happened. He was probably like, I'll take what I can get. It's like uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, but didn't he get uh, 
Did he get what's her name though? Uh, no, uh, Margot no. Robbie. No, no, no. Jonah Hill's character. Oh, like, oh, yeah, like, that's fair. My cousin, my cousin grew up hot. I'm not gonna not fuck my cousin. <laughs> so in 1962, <laughs> I saw that one. I know. That's why I said it. In 1962, <laughs> Mildred had their first son and their only son. Their first child is what I meant to say, named William Jr. <laughs> and later, reportedly, she had twins. And unfortunately, it is said that Mildred passed on November 22nd, 1966, just seven days after the first reported Mothman sighting on November 15th, 1966, all the way in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. This is why you said that today. (laughs) Yes. And you're like, I always mention it. (laughs) Every episode, I mention Mothman somewhere. And it was after her death, William became more reclusive than ever before, barely leaving his property and doing strange things to ward off visitors. And now you can see that this one's called Cementing the Legend. (laughs) This is so sad. So now for many years, William went on to become demonized by the town folk. And by the 1970s, the dump had closed down and the area was more or less abandoned. There were only two houses remaining on Holland Road, one of them, of course, being William. And now William lived there. He lived all the way to 1970? All the way to 1970. He he lived to be like 90-something, if this is true. That's not that long ago. So all of this being that everything was abandoned, you know, the whole area, there was no more commerce in that area and all that. All of this combined with the fact that the roads were horribly paved made the area a destination for teens to go and make out and party. This is when stories of monsters started to circulate, which, you know, is pretty normal, especially considering the history of the area and all that. It's pretty normal that people would start to to think that. But what was interesting is that the monster would never hurt anybody or the monster would never, like, try to hurt anyone. It would just run over to unsuspecting visitors and sometimes banging on the steamed up windows because they're fucking. Right. And he would more or less just be like, get out of here and run them away. Get off my property. Exactly. Yeah. And because of this, a lot of people suspected William to be the so-called Pigman monster that started running around at this time. And due to terrible road conditions, the police would never go up to go investigate, for the most part, which allowed the Pigman to roam free. That's some government shit. Okay. So in 1972, this is the last Pigman encounter that we know of before the big conclusion. Okay. I'm hyped. We pulled out of the fire and swung the car around, heading back towards the lake. Oh, I didn't tell you how this starts. This was someone that went on to Holland Road and claims that when they pulled up, they pulled off the road and they were in their car and they were making out for a minute and around their car erupted in flames. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Starting from that point. All right. This is their quote. This is their quote. Yeah. We pulled out of the fire and swung the car around, heading back towards the lake. When we reached the bridge, we could not pass it. It was blocked by a black Ford pickup, an older model, 65 maybe. And it had a chrome exhaust stacks on both sides of the cab, no license plate, and a homemade wooden flatbed. The engine was revving, the headlights glared and vibrated as though loose. Flame shot from the exhaust stacked intermittently. That's what it sounded like, probably. Uh, We turned the car around and headed in the opposite direction as fast as we could. The truck followed until we passed the second bridge, which we went through without a thought of another vehicle following. When we reached the other side, the truck did not follow. We reached the crossing, turning left, and sped as fast as we could, and ended up here in the village, meaning Angola. So more or less, they were chased by who they thought was the very human pigman, which was just a disgruntled person on the area this is a stupid story i'm gonna do that really quick i'm just gonna interject here i'm gonna i'm gonna take the 
take the dis- the suspended disbelief and I'm going to throw it on the ground for a second. Right. This is a stupid story because this man was super poor. He did not have a 65 black pickup. This would be such an easy way to tell it was him. This car had never been identified before, never talked about after. The cops never went to him. This is bullshit. Just saying. Police would go and talk to William on many occasions, but either he wasn't there or he would give them n- nothing to work off of. Good. And then someone goes missing. Oh, no. A man named Harris Tompkins was surveying the area for a utility company when he went missing. Though he would never turn up, the investigation led to Williams' house being searched by the police. The house was reportedly full of animals and random unidentified people living in their own shit. One of the residents that was found was a young boy, about 11 years old, and he was thought by the police to be William Jr., but William Sr. was nowhere to be found. And from that point on, was never seen again. To this day, what? no one has ever seen William that's, Sr. So again. That's the last time they've seen him. Maybe. Was, was or when, maybe others when have someone, seen him as the big man. When someone goes, miss, when someone goes missing, mm-hmm. uh, what's his name? Harris Tompkins. Mm-hmm. That's the last. That's it? That's the last of the pig man? That's the last of William that was the That was the last of William Sr. that we know of, yeah. So technically, that's not the, not the last time that he was seen. That's just the that's just from the in point re- that records, we know records. that he was gone. Yeah, in records. And then in Halloween night, nineteen seventy three, the Derricks' home would go up in flames, burning to its foundation before anyone was able to put it out. There were no bodies found inside, and William has never been located. Pigman sightings continued, and the legend was finally set in stone. During nineteen seventy three to nineteen seventy eight in Angola, crime started to spike randomly, which I'm pretty sure at this time crime was spiking spiking randomly across the country anyway. Right. I think this was just a just kind of like a bad time for the country. Right. Uh, in terms of crime, and this was kind of weird. Mysterious piles of trash and huts made of sticks and leaves would be found all around the woods in that area, and they would find mutilated animal carcasses uh, all over, sometimes hanging from the bridge, which was now known as Pigman Bridge. Jeez. Which is interesting. And then in Halloween 1978, five years to the day of the first fire, the only house left on Holland Road went up in flames. The owner would go back to find his belongings scattered around his property in small piles. The origin to this day is unknown, but it's commonly thought to be the work of the pigman. I think we could see why, because the piles. Because <laughs> that's what he used to do. You get it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Today, the town of Angola has had a modern update. With Holland Road being visited more than ever, it is now a paved, normal road that you could drive down, up and down. It is now, I guess you could say, no longer hard to reach. Right. But the Pigman sightings have never stopped. To this day, he is seen on the side of the road or over a bridge wearing a pig's head. And if you're ever on Holland Road, beware of the Pigman of Inkle. Yeah, he'd also be like 118 Wee. years Wee. old. Well, that's an urban legend, you say? He can't be 118 years old. Well, that's the spirit of Come the pigman. How about that? But yeah, so that's the Angola pigman. That's great. I just kind of cannot get over this story. In the beginning, I thanked Mount Caveat, the, the YouTube guy. Right. And I want to go ahead and just say really quick, um, while doing the research for this episode, like I said, I originally started with the idea of just covering a bunch of different pigmen from across the country and compiling them and just kind of going over the background and you know, why a pig man would be the thing that people see and that. And then I totally got derailed with this Angola pig man document that I found. Right. This is way too juicy. This story 
like my entire research uh, road is the exact same as this guy on YouTube. And in the video that you watch, uh, if you go to watch it, uh, he does a video that's very similar. He kind of goes over everything. And uh, it's the exact same story front to back, like in terms of how he found the document and all that. But he had already covered and gone and did a little bit more research right. before I was able to. Uh, so I just want to shout him out for that. Mount Caveat. Mount Caveat. Uh, MT Caveat. But Mount Caveat did some research and he found that uh, there was one, there is no record of the Derricks ever living in that town. <laughs> That's number one. But... The document does kind of relay that. So basically, the Derricks were considered outside the town. They were considered like outsiders. They were shunned. Like no one considered them part of the town. Right. So basically, they were just left out of record. So they were never con considered for like surveys and stuff like that until later on, which <laughs> you could tell by the guy that went out there. Right, right, right. They weren't getting like consensus letters in the mail. Exactly. So that's yeah, like, one. Fuck them. Uh, two, every event except the fire on Continental Boulevard, which yeah. was the, the, the fire that burned down the seven buildings. Oh. Every event other than that fire was proven to be true. And that's all by going on the Evans uh, Historical Society and going through their newspapers. You could find clippings of all these things happening. Right. Uh, including the boy almost getting hit by the train, the train accidents, the trolley accidents, the, the lady rolling out of the building, everything. It's all backed up by actual newspapers, which yeah. is really cool. Can we talk about Theodore Miller, though? Sure. This what do you want to know? This man had one arm. And he had he one arm. Yeah, he he seemed like he was he like uh, like the bearded lady or something like that. He was just one of those like really famous oddity acts. But like, think about it though. If he wasn't a superhero, mm -hmm. he could have saved this kid's life of just misery. Probably could have made a hell of an omelet. You wish like he didn't have to endure all that. You wish he would just rather just lean was, into. He was it cursed. Almost. He was cursed from the beginning. He was a cursed boy. Yeah, I guess Theodore Miller is a good example of someone who has a he very was. similar deformity, but is treated well by society. You get a Theodore Miller, but if you're, you that's know, you good, don't get the wow, same thing. I didn't even yeah. think of the like that's the duality of that. That's a good point. Yeah, that's why he saved him because he was like, I see myself. That's basically what they were alluding to. Oh yeah. shit! Was that bad. he had a a similar physical disability, he so he like, almost like felt bad for. He the was kid. like, I have one arm. This yeah. kid's got. He like can't die. I also have a physical deformity. Yeah, he it resonated with yeah. him. He, he saw himself like a bell. <laughs> so, so now, that's it. So that's the Angola pigman. Uh, but that is that it? I don't think so. <laughs> I think it's time to bring that fire back. I think we should go back out to the fireplace. You want to go back out to the fireplace? Yeah, sure. All right, here. All right. That's the door opening. That's the door. You want to go outside really quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, here, step out. That's our feet. We're I really small feet. sound like a horse. <laughs> and then that's the door the closing behind us, right? All right. No. And now, wait, it. why are we inside? We have to go back outside. <laughs> We, for, we forgot the matches. Hold up. We oh, shit. All right. Let me go get him. <laughs> all right. We're not doing this. Okay. We're so, so uh, all right. All right. All right. All right. Just, and we're back outside. Okay. Yeah, right. So now we're in the fireplace. So now uh, I got a couple more stories for you. These are three other pigmen stories that were going to be part of the original episode that I just couldn't scrap because they're all really good. Honorable mentions. These are the honorable mentions. Yeah. And I want to put out there. That there is not a single Pigman story that I could find that predates the Angola Pigman. So the Angola oh, Pigman is the first Pigman story. Right. And we don't know if that influenced the Pigman story anywhere else. Because I, mean, I don't really know where 
I don't know, though, because some of them are really different. There's only one that's very similar. It's I'm pretty sure it's the Hawkinsville, Georgia Pigman. Uh, there's two stories about him. One of them is basically identical to the Angola Pigman, and then the other one is different. Uh, I chose the different one, obviously, to tell you. But. Right. So, since we're out here by a fire, you know, nice and warm, we got our marshmallows roasting. <laughs> this is the sound of the crackling fire, right? Let me tell you the story of the Tennessee Pigman. The story begins in Milton, Tennessee. An unidentified... Oh, shit. I messed it up already. An unidentified man was involved with an accident, resulting in his face being brutally disfigured. Eventually, he tried to return back to his normal life, but was consistently being hassled for his new grotesque face. <laughs> with his, with his co-workers eventually giving him the name of Pigman. <laughs> The man decided he had had enough, and he went into the woods to live out the rest of his miserable existence, vowing to terrorize everyone who has ostracized him. Wait, hold on. What year was this? Uh, oh, this is that's it. That's the story. Oh, it's yeah. just I'm just telling you urban legends. Now. Gotcha. We yeah, don't yeah, even yeah. know when. No, no, no. no. Got it. These got don't it. matter. The Specter of Pigman Bridge. This is another good one. I think this was my favorite one. There was once a man who lived in Hawkinsville, Georgia. And he was obsessed with his pigs and lived to train them for circus acts. He would spend all of his time with them, almost preferring them completely to anyone around him. One day while training his pigs, this man managed to notice that they were a little high strung. But thinks nothing of it and gets in the pen anyway. But as soon as he steps foot into the pen, the pigs collectively attack him. Collectively. Collectively. Bringing him collectively to the floor, ripping chunks of flesh and spraying blood across the once loving pigs. No one knows why the pigs attacked that day, but the man is still said to haunt the bridge and the woods leading to his old farm, and is now said to have pig heads replacing his own. He probably forgot to feed them, that's probably all it was. And now the pig man of Bonnie Bay Bridge. Bonnie Bay Bridge. To convey it, it's the B A E Bay, not May. It's Bay, like you, my Bay. <laughs> <laughs> this story yeah. begins in Denton, Texas, back in the 1950s. Right. An unnamed man who is part of a criminal group known as the Cowboy Mafia <laughs> was found Such to be a, a rat. What a lame fucking group. Cowboy Mafia. The Cowboy Mafia. That's so lame. So stupid. That's so on the nose. Wait, hold on. This, this fire is... I gotta tell you this while this fire is roaring. It might be. <laughs> so, he was part of the Cowboy Mafia. He was found to be a rat. And naturally, this didn't go well over with, their, with his gang gang. They decided to cut off his nose and give him a Glasgow smile, making him resemble a pig. Since he worked with cops and he squealed. That, ooh, that one I like. I like they then one. left him there to die, but somehow he didn't. <laughs> He then decided to make the Bonnie Bray Bridge his home, terrorizing anyone who dares to step foot on the bridge. The pigman became the sensation in town, and everyone feared they'd become his next victim. And to this day, the sightings of the pigman are still being reported. This is probably the most famous pigman aside from Ingol, I want to say. Where is this? This is in Denton, Texas. There is also a Vermont pigman. 
who didn't list here, but the Vermont Pigman is really interesting because apparently three kids were at a dance, yeah. a sock hop as they called it at the time, okay. and they went out into the woods to, I don't know, play with each other's cocks. It was illegal to be gay. Play with and his pieces. they went outside to play with his pieces, and uh, they were basically ran away. They were ran off by a pig-like monster, right. a half-pig, half-human, and they ran into the dance, and no one believed them, and then later on that night, someone was killed by the pigman. And that's that's the pigment of Vermont, which is really interesting because none of that happened. We, yeah. we know none of it happened. Cow, Cowboy Mafia is my favorite uh, pigment so far. Yeah. Al- alternate pigment. Yeah. They cut off his nose because he was a rat. Apparently, they cut off his nose, which is interesting because if you if you cut off someone's nose, they do kind of look piggy. Piggy. Right. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 It's a very similar look. Yeah. And then, which is really cool. You know, I would love to have my nose taken off. And then they, in a and similar then fashion. When they were like, wait, what happened to your nose? He was like, you want to know how I got these scars? Yeah. Yeah. But it probably sounded more like, got these scars. You know, because he was a pig man. <laughs> and the last thing that I will include is that um, originally this, the historical sidebar was going to be covering, you know, the like the connection. Thank you. I appreciate it. We started with it. It was less of a sidebar and more of an intro to a story, but it's fine. That's why it's an early historical sidebar. Thank you. I appreciate your support. The historical sidebar of this episode was very good. I appreciate it. Thank you. But originally the historical sidebar, and I do just want to touch on it a minute before we go. I just want to say like the pig theme as a villain goes back like biblically. Like pigs and goats, for some reason, have always been seen as evil. And goats were seen as evil because apparently... When God made, like, horses or some shit, the yeah. devil made a goat in return, and that's why goats are seen as the devil's like animal. Satan, yeah. Uh, but pigs were always seen as kind of, like, evil and disease-ridden because they were so dirty. Right. But pigs aren't really that dirty. So, like, I don't know. But, I mean, listen, it's a good thing we didn't get into it then because I'm a little confused about it. But <laughs> at the end of the day, I just want to say that I I fucking – I am obsessed with this story. I cannot believe yeah. that I've never heard this before. And uh, I really feel like I might have brought to light something that really is not covered often, which I like a lot. So, at first, I was like, is it a pig farmer? Like, a man who has a bunch of pigs and then, like, feeds – like, he kills people and feeds them to his pigs. That's what I thought the pig man was originally. That's Willie Picton. Oh, He's a serial a... killer from uh, Canada. Oh, shit. Yeah, because that seems like a... Did you ever see Snatch? Uh, No, I've never seen Snatch. Uh, he's a mob boss, and he fucking feeds his people to his pigs. That's what I was thinking. That's actually pretty dope. Yeah. But you can't, um, you can't Willie Picton was a serial killer from Canada, Yeah, and him That's and his brother ran a place called the Piggy Palace, which is actually really funny. And he ran a place called the Piggy Palace... <laughs> Uh, and it was like a, apparently Nickelback performed there back in the day, but that's beside the point. Yeah. And they ran this place, and like it was like a place where corrupt cops would hang out, criminals would hang out. It was just like a criminal seedy underbelly thing. Right. And Willie Picton would use the processing farm to kill prostitutes and process their bodies. Right. And it's pre- we're pretty sure that no meat was ever consumed from them on a commercial level. Right. But we don't know where the bones were. And he has claimed to have put the bones into the bones that he had donated, which then goes into things like candy and stuff like that. Yeah. So there might be human remains in Starburst somewhere. That's what I'm saying. That's Willie what I Picton. Thought, that's what I thought the pig man was. I thought, because you said someone fucking, he put heads up on spikes. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. He was killing people and feeding the pigs. Well, thank you so much for listening. Uh, <laughs> if you like this episode, please rate and review if applicable. I know I've been telling people that if you like the podcast review and people are like, I can't review on Spotify. Spotify's don't allow written reviews that I could find, so I don't really think that's a thing. But you could do it on Apple Music, on, on any other Spotify. Uh, I'm sorry, any other podcast apps. You could do it on on uh, YouTube. We have a YouTube channel that has everything up on there. So wherever you want to go, just please. It really helps with spreading it and all that shit. Um, and if there's a story that you guys have of the Pigman, this is something I'm going to do. Oh. I don't know if anybody's going to go this, you know, get this far into the episode. But if you do, Engagement. and you have a Pigman story, and you would like to share it, uh, I'm going to share the email. I've never done this before, so oh, hold on. God. Let me get the email up. Engagement. Listen. I'm trying. I'm not crazy podcast official at gmail.com. You're going to go ahead and just, if you can, just email me like a short story of that. And uh, I would love to kind of like bank these. And then during like a, like a holiday, like, you know, I don't know, maybe like Halloween, a, like a recap episode, you know, maybe kind of break them out and just say like, listen, we, these are all the things we talked about. That these are cool. like our listeners have these actual stories. That's like, let's cool. go over that. I don't know. I thought that would be kind of cool. That's a great idea. No, I yeah. don't think that's awesome. So if you have any stories like that, really any stories at all, anything that's paranormal, you know, ghost, anything like that. If you, if you find it to be interesting, you've listened to the podcast this far, you know, the type of stuff we're looking for, um, you know, just reach out and send that. That would be really cool. Uh, but really, that's it. Do you have anything to add? It's me, Pigman. Uh, but really, honestly, just re- at the end of the day, long live Pigman. Uh, I love you. R.I.P. R.I.P. Uh, I think Pigman's getting a spot on my thigh. I think it's happening. Oh, God. That would be such a cool sil- silhouette of a pig. A pig-headed man that's cool as fuck. Um, and, uh, yeah, I have a prison style tattoo sleeve on my thigh. So I will talk to you later. Good night. Good night. Bye bye.